sense. Why do we do it? We well, need to get rid of it. We do. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome. 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 Welcome back. Mm -hmm. We're back. It's another lovely sunny day. (laughs) Um, It's looking dark as hell. I know. Well, I was thinking about this the other day and like as... Obviously, as the days go on until up until December 21st, it's kind of sad to think because we're only... It's going to get shorter and shorter. Yeah, November 13th, every day it gets a little bit shorter. But then once we hit December 21st, it flips. Yes. So we got about another month to go <laughs> and then it will start flipping and getting better. It's because so depressing. It is really sad. Because it's like, okay, because of fucking daylight savings, which I absolutely despise. Yep. Which we need to get rid of. Okay. Like, I don't know why it's still there. Like, why do we still do this? Okay. It's so stupid. It's six o'clock. No, five o'clock. And it's already basically dark. Mm-hmm. And we're still in November. Yep. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And also it's annoying how like some places do daylight savings and some it's, don't. Uh, it's just so stupid. <clears throat> I was like, it's like I like, was coordinating. Like whenever you like coordinate phone calls with like international friends and stuff, it's like, okay, hang on before. Cause you guys don't do daylight savings, but we do. So before we were like seven hours, now we're six hours. Now yeah. we're this, now we're that it gets so Who, confusing. Like I know the UK does it, mm-hmm. but then I don't know where else doesn't do it. Does it? I, I know that there are places that don't do it. Oh, yeah. there's Yeah. yeah Korea yeah. doesn't do it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Why do we do it? We well, need to get rid of it. We do. <sighs> anyway, and guys, appara- I'm in a mood today. So get ready <laughs> yes. for this episode. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> apparently also, too, and I, can, I think it might have been you telling me this, Rose, but like um, it's actually shown that when you do anything with daylight savings, so even like, you know, spring forward, fall back, yeah. as they say, um, actually during that period of time, right around when, when the clocks change, um, there's increased levels of like yes. depression, suicide, okay, car well, accidents. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you might be. Maybe I'm over exaggerating. I, I think that's an exaggeration. I'm not sure about the depression and suicide, mm-hmm. but there's like an increases in, for example, like heart attacks or right. stroke or, you know, just like just car accidents, things like that, where yeah. because of that extra hour that is changing mm. that fucks up our like circadian rhythm or something mm-hmm. and it just like messes something up. But I think honestly, like I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, my circadian rhythm is fucked. In what way, Daniel? Because I'm like, I feel like I'm all over the place. Like some days I go to bed early. Some days I go to bed late. I get up at a variety of times. Like during the week when I work, I get up r- generally the same time. But on the weekends, then I try to like sleep in and stuff. You're like, speaking. This is literally every single person on this planet. True, I guess. <laughs> you are like not but abnormal like, No, because no, some people, they actually like, let's say they get up at like 530 for work. On the weekends, they get up at 530. Yeah, those are people that don't drink alcohol. Yeah. That's true. Like anyone that drinks alcohol follows a schedule like you, and your your sleeping schedule is not that fucked. Like you don't sleep Mm. that late. That's true. I'm usually you only sleep late when you go out drinking. True. And like and even then, like we were out on Friday, and then Saturday I got up at eight. And then yes. I was like, and then <laughs> you're I went, a very normal human being. And then I went, and then I was like lying back in bed, and I passed out and got up at eleven thirty after. Yeah, this is a very normal God human damn. experience. So you're fine, Daniel. Okay. Well, okay, I thought maybe fine. I thought maybe my circadian rhythm. Be no, you're fine. Up. And you also like sleep like a fucking log. So. God dang. I don't know why you're complaining about that. Well, you know, actually, I still, you know what, I still got a little bit of jet lag when we were traveling. Oh my most. god. And I got someone. <laughs> Boo hoo! <laughs> and I got cry me a river. Oh yeah, my god, god. jet lag. <laughs> Guys, Iron I might, Man I might, I got might, a jet lag. I might have to exit stage right here and let Rose just finish the podcast by herself. I'd be scared. Okay. This man, when he gets sick, it's like he'll cough for like a minute and then it's done. That was his COVID experience. Okay. And then he's like, oh my God, like I'm so jet lagged. But it's like, you're just like tiny bit sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. What's it um, like being such a, you know, made of steel, huh? It's quite nice. Um, 
Anyway, guys, um, if you're not already, don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. We have exclusive content on there. Um, we do a Patreon exclusive episode every single month. Um, and all the content on there is ad free. Um, and you get it a week before everyone else. So go check that out. Yep. Check that out guys. Mm -hmm. Anyways. And now for our regular program. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, so, I recommended Daniel to watch right. a documentary, which, well, the thing is I was watching it as I was recommending it to you right? Right. because I started watching it and I was like, this seems like it would be good. Yeah. So I was like, y- you should watch this. Mm. And then as I'm watching this, I was like, oh my God, this is so fucked up. It's a dark one, guys. Yes. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, uh, but it's called Take Care of Maya. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. I do recommend it. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. We're probably going to be yeah. saying some spoilers. Should we say the main spoiler? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. You want to no, dig deep. I feel like we should because it's okay. been a huge case. And actually, yes. it's really topical because they just won recently. Yeah. So like so, literally in the last two days, they won this lawsuit. Yeah. So basically the story is... So guys, it's on Netflix. You <clears> should still watch it even if you listen to this episode. Yeah. Um, And like, honestly, even though it's like, yes, it's like a spoiler, but like, you know, it's a documentary. Exactly. And you still get more from it exactly. and you'll learn a little bit about it too. But I have seen some like rebuttals really but we will talk about it but, uh, again i know i know that i know that a documentary has a certain point of view yes. right um the, the the issue that i have with that though is there is there's there's such thing as a certain point of view and there's such thing as like um what am i trying to say like actions for certain things that are so obvious where it's like even if the point of view is different this is so blatantly in your face right um, and basically like, let's go over the premise. Okay. So the premise of this show guys, um, well, this documentary, yeah, <clears throat> is there was a young girl, her name is Maya and she basically got diagnosed with, what was it? Chronic C P C R P D S or something, something like this. Hold on. And basically it's like this chronic, um, illness where you get an intense pain in a lot of your like joints and your ligaments and it, it, it inhibits like certain movements and things like that. And it is something that like, it, I think it typically happens in younger girls yes. and they do, you can go into remission when you're a little bit older and stuff, but it, it's with you for life. So like it could come, yes. it could come back in waves. So it's called CRPS complex regional pain syndrome. Yes. Okay. And, and so Maya suffered from this. It was well, com- at first they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. So one day she, I can't remember exactly what happened. I think mm. she had an asthma attack or something. Yeah. And then she starts feeling this ex- intense pain and they've described it as like, for example, even just like a light touch on your skin feels like someone's like stabbing you or something. Yeah. So it's just obviously, very excruciating mm-hmm. and so basically she was young she was like i don't know probably she was like a child yeah really and young. so her her and her parents were going around everywhere trying to figure out what this was and a lot of people so many doctors like couldn't diagnose her like couldn't figure out what this was so obviously if you can't figure out what it, what it is you can't really treat it properly exactly so then finally like her mom's doing all this research her mom's this like woman from poland yeah, and originally she's a nurse to her mom she's right? a nurse yeah. as well but i guess it, this isn't very well known of a disease mm-hmm. uh, or syndrome yeah so then they were like trying to figure out what this was. She's doing all this research and then she finds this doctor that specializes in CRPD or whatever it is. Yeah. So they go to this doctor and then he, I don't know if exactly like they already found the doctor that specialized in it or they just happened to go to this doctor. I can't remember exactly. Well, I think it was a little bit of both if I yeah. remember correctly. But anyway, they go to this specialist doctor for that. Yeah. Cause yeah. she was like, she was like Googling the symptoms yeah. and then like matching it up. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> So basically this doctor, they met up with this doctor and the doctor treats Maya and he confirms they did some tests and all this stuff. And he's like, yep, she definitely has the CRPD. CRPD. Thank you. And (laughs) he's like, he's like, look, the, 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 this disease is very, um, unique. And he's like, there has been some successful trial. CRPS, sorry. (laughs) CRPS. CRPS. I got to remember this. Um, there's been very successful, or not successful. There's been some, um, trial treatments of using, uh, because because the pain is so intense for these individuals, when you use normal pain medication, it doesn't necessarily like help them that much. Yeah. So actually they've been kind of experimenting with fentanyl, which I'm not fentanyl. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) not fentanyl. Guys, not. And also I don't think it was an experiment. He said ketamine is the 
is the medicine that we use to well, treat it. He, he That's said, what he said. He said, yeah, but it, but it's not been like fully, I don't think it's fully um, like. Recognized? Yes. I think it's, oh, it's interesting. still, because even that fenty, uh, fentanyl, fuck. <laughs> ketamine. Ketamine, guys. Sorry, ketamine. What am I talking about? Um, even the ketamine um, coma that they did, that was very that experimental was probably treatment. That was probably experimental. <clears throat> so, so anyway. So at first they started with low dosages of, yeah. of ketamine. Now I'm going to say fentanyl. I know, Jesus fuck. Christ. They started with low dosages of ketamine. Now, yeah. gastrointestinal ketamine is used as like a horse tranquilizer, tranquilizer, tranquilizer yeah. and it's also like a street drug. Yeah. Like people use it to get high and mm-hmm. whatever, okay? But obviously, different drugs have different purposes. So yeah. this apparently helps also with pain management and like yeah. managing this disorder mm-hmm. or the syndrome. So then, yeah, they started with low dosages of ketamine yeah and then it wasn't really working very well so then he recommended some this controversial treatment yes where he's he was like okay why don't you go to mexico because i guess like they don't do it in in the states because it's so controversial and i think it's also the states um is very strict with different types of drugs yeah like you know what i mean they're very much like war on drugs yeah we can't do this because it's a drug like all that stuff it's illegal because it's like ketamine probably right um like for example mdma could it has been proven to uh, to help with depression, yeah. but they would never subscribe. Uh, what do you call it? Prescribe. Why can't we talk today? I know <laughs> it's like it's a weird day today, guys. <laughs> so like they, they would moon? never prescribe. Um, guy. Uh, no, the mercury is in retrograde. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyways, so they recommended. He recommended to uh, for Maya to go to Mexico to do what is called a ketamine coma. Yeah. So I guess they do like really high dosages of ketamine mm. and. And then she just kind of like lays there being high on ketamine, I guess, for a few days. For like up to five days. Five days is the typical. And what he said was the premise behind it is I guess when you're in these ketamine coma, it like resets or does something with your pain receptors and can really help. And honestly, after this controversial treatment she like Maya improved drastically. Like she, I mean, obviously she still wasn't like running around and stuff, but her pain got to like a manageable state. Yes. And then after this, following this, the doctor was like, let's keep her on a much higher dosage compared to before. Exactly. And then, so they kept her on a higher dosage and it was, it was working very well. Like it was, you know, she was having a lot of success with this treatment and that went on for about a year. And initially, so that doctor was called Dr. Uh, Kirkpatrick, yeah. but he was quite expensive. So then he he like somehow recommended um, the, oh, the to other another do- doctor, right, right, right. That somehow I don't know administered it for cheaper. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Okay, so basically there were two doctors that have confirmed that, yep. that they that have diagnosed her with CRPS. And so now they were getting the prescription from the second doctor. Exactly. So, that's, yes. so keep that in mind, guys. That's two <laughs> doctors now that have verified her condition and have both prescribed a similar treatment. I'd okay? also like to say, I feel like all of this shit could have been avoided if we do not have a private healthcare system. Oh, God, I know. Continue. Oh, God. Because this, so, guys, it, it's going to get bad. It okay? gets crazy. So I didn't know what I was in for, by the way. When Rose sends so this far, to me, I was just like, like, okay, this is a weird It's a weird, situation. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. On a side note, before we dive into this, there's mm-hmm. another documentary, I think, or not documentary, there's a series on Netflix. I watched like one episode or something, but I, I want to watch a bit more. And it's about people that with, with unique health conditions mm. that they actually don't know what to do. And so they start using the internet. And this one doctor in the US is like, helps them find like specialists all over the world to try right. to, because f- imagine how scary it would be if yeah. you have like chronic pain and you just can't identify yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. That's like, really fucked up. Normally it's like, Oh, you have a pain in your shoulder. Okay. You have like, maybe you have a cyst there or like, you know, there's like something where they can figure it out, but imagine like you're getting chronic pain mm-hmm. and they just don't know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, going back to this. So she got prescribed to the second doctor successfully on this, um, ketamine treatment for about <laughs> a year. Now fast forward to the end of that year. And she starts, Maya there, starts having... There like, was a hurricane. There was, Oh, yeah, there was a hurricane. And on that day, maybe because of the hurricane, maybe she gets scared. I don't know what it is. Right, right, right. But she starts having a severe stomach ache. Stomach issues. Really severe stomach issues. Yes. So her parents are like, shit, let's take you to the children's hospital. So they go to Johns Hopkins mm-hmm. All Children's Hospital or yes. something like this. So they go Johns there. Johns Hopkins, very well-known, yeah. famous, huge hospital mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. So they go there and her mom, who is, as we mentioned, she's, I think, Polish. Polish. Yeah. And which she, I think had a big factor. Oh, hugely. Yes, we're going to have this discussion. Because, because she was a, she's not a, a first gen, or she's, is it first generation? 
Uh, yeah. So she's she was an immigrant, immigrant right, right. to America, to the States. And yeah. so and English was her second language. Exactly. And 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 and, and again, I'm kind of sweeping a broad brush here. But <laughs> you're stereotyping. Stereotyping. But yes. But like a lot of individuals from like kind of Eastern European countries and yes. stuff. They're just very more blunt and more yes. like kind of to the when they when they're like chatting with you. They're like, OK, yeah. this is how this is done. This is why they're very like like that. They're very direct. Exactly. Which which yeah. some people, if they don't know that, can take it as a bit of aggression. They can take it as like, you know, a little bit too much. If like they don't, you're being rude or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I think that played a big factor. Huge. It yeah. Hugely did. Um, so anyway, they go to the emergency room. Yeah. They're explaining the daughter has this, you know, syndrome that a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. So this hospital is kind of like not sure what to do because they don't really know much about this CRPS. Exactly. But then the mom is explaining. Okay. And again, she probably came across a little bit rude maybe. But like, listen, your daughter's in pain. I can understand the frantic nature. Okay. Of course. Like, of course you're going to freak out. Um, So her mom is explaining she needs to get like a certain amount of ketamine like we need to like inject yeah. ketamine or whatever the fuck and it was a very high dose very yes. high dose and that's why they, what they're not used to yeah and the the hospital's like whoa and the mom was like kept pushing for it they're like no we're gonna get her on standard pain meds and she's like no the standard pain meds are not gonna do it her condition's yeah. gonna get worse she has to be on this medication she right. has to you know um and anyway so i can't remember and then a bunch of stuff happens yeah and then they already i think they've my kind of opinion is that based on you know obviously just seeing this documentary right but my like thought is that from there they probably already just didn't like the mom yeah okay so they've decided they don't like the mom and then when you already decide from like first impression you don't like somebody like you know we have human biases and stuff of course. so they're probably like this mom is fucking crazy yeah so then they bring in this lady doctor called Sally Smith. Sally Smith. Dr. Sally Smith who yep. is not even a she's not a doctor of this hospital she's like a consultant right is she? She's some kind of a... Yeah. So she's like a private contractor Mm-mm. that is supposed to be uh, uh, she basically specializing does like a, in child abuse she's, she, she assessment. Does, she almost does like a welfare check, basically. Mm-hmm. She, goes, she goes into the hospital. She, you know, is a specialist at this children's hospital that goes in and evaluates the situation and decides whether or not the, the children is um, at risk, basically. And she came into the situation with Maya and she basically determined from her own professional opinion, based on what she talked to with the nurses and the doctors, that Maya was indeed at risk. This episode is brought to you by Compliment. Compliment Essential is the ultimate multivitamin made for and by plant-based eaters. Optimize your health with the eight critical vitamins, minerals, and omega-3s proven hard to get through a plant-based diet alone all-in-one, easy-to-take capsule. I've been taking Compliment Essential for months now, and it makes it so easy to make sure I'm filling in all my nutrient gaps. If you're looking for the multivitamin for plant-based eaters, make sure to check out Compliment Essential. Go to lovecompliment.com. That's L-O-V-E-C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T.com and use code SAVAGEPODCAST, S-A-V-E-G, podcast, to get 15% off your order and save even more by subscribing so you never miss taking your vitamins. Be sure to check out their other awesome products like vegan protein powder, gut nurture, and daily greens. Once again, that's lovecompliment.com and use the code SAVAGEPODCAST to save 15% off compliment products. Thank you so much to Compliment for supporting this podcast. Thank you. Basically, yeah, the, they were concerned, blah, blah, blah. Um, so after, so Beata is the mom, okay? So Beata yeah. arrives at the hospital. Physicians comment that she is belligerent, demanding, and controlling regarding mm-hmm. Maya's treatments. The hospital staff treat Maya with little improvement and begin to question the validity of Maya's diagnosis. Right. So I think this is when, okay, so and the Beata is frustrated with the care that Maya is receiving and talks of leaving the hospital. Yeah. The staff on suspicion that Maya is a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy right. yeah. contact Child Protective Services. So this is where Dr. Sally Smith comes in without revealing her identity or the nature of the interview she comes in and she's a child abuse pediatrician apparently interviews Maya and Jack who's the father and then just comes to the conclusion that, and they said the interview was like 10 minutes. Yeah. Comes to the conclusion that Bia, Biata is abusing Maya. And so that she does have M- Munchausen by proxy. So Munchausen syndrome by proxy, if you guys don't know what it is, is basically where like, usually it's like a parent to child usually, yeah. but it doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah. But it's basically where you kind of like fake an illness on somebody else. So when yeah. you have Munchausen syndrome, that's you faking an illness on yourself. Yeah. So you keep telling people you're like, you have cancer or something when you don't. Right. And you start like just, 
showing random symptoms that don't exist or yeah. whatever. Whereas Munchausen by proxy is when you're doing it to somebody else. So mm. they've just concluded that that like Maya has or not Maya Beata has Munchausen by proxy yeah. syndrome. And the reason why they would say someone would do that is because they they say the reason why particularly parents with children do this is because they have like a a feeling in their mind they need to feel needed and wanted and they right. want their child or they don't want their child, but they're, yeah, well, I guess they do in this situation. They want their child to be sick so that their child needs them desperately. Right. Right. That, well, that's one reason there could yeah. be, I'm, I'm yeah, sure yeah, there's, there's, like a, there's a reasons, plethora, but yeah, right? that's, that's one big kind of thing or like yeah. a control issue Controlling, yeah, or like they just want attention. There's like multiple reasons. Like they, they want like some nurses have done this to like their patients. Like some doctors have done this to their patients Yeah. as in like injecting them with things to make them sick. Well, actually that reminds yeah. me, which is something I might watch tonight. Oh God. Going on this like dark trend of like, <laughs> you know, real stories. In this dark winter evening. So there's a documentary that I, I was just looking at, you know, on the Netflix, there's like that section of like oh, real, real stories. Basically. Oh God. What's it called, Daniel? I can't remember what it's called, but it's about a nurse that's like doing some fucked up shit in the hospital. Oh God. And it's based on a true story. So I want to, well, I think the, I might watch it. Well, have you heard of the recent case guys just to, what do you call it? Digress. Go, digress. There was a case in the UK with this nurse. Her name was nurse Lucy mm. Letby or something. Maybe that's her. Maybe it's about I think her. That, maybe that's what this movie's based on, but I don't know. Maybe. Or this documentary. But basically she was like, like basically she was like a prolific serial killer be- and she just recently got convicted. Yeah. And she went insane and just she worked at like a NICU, so like um, neonatal um, mm. ICU. Oh God! So she would just like kill these like newborn baby. No, this is this babies. is slightly different. I think this was like oh, adults it's that so were messed killed. up. Anyways, you should read about Lucy Leppy. It's okay. f- fucked up. Anyways, okay, so back to the story. Yeah, back to the story. So basically, now basically what they're saying, they told the parents, you mm-hmm. cannot take Maya out of this hospital yeah. because they it's a, they are suspecting a child abuse. Yeah. Sally Smith came in and she basically confirmed. Without, like, she basically said, yes, this is a case of Munchausen by proxy mm-hmm. with very little evidence, I would say, yeah. at this point, right? It's like, you know, I think in order to, like, detain somebody like this, mm. you would probably need a little bit more information. Well, this is what you would think. Like, and, and, and this is why, you know, you're saying there was, like, some backlash on this story and how... Well, I'll, I'll kind of discuss what I've okay. read okay. at the end. Okay. So, the thing is, okay... So then now Maya is like now under state protection or custody. Yeah. State custody. Yeah. And they're told, Beata is told like she can't go see Maya. Yeah. And even Jack, the father can only see her like very short periods of time yeah, under very times. severe. Yeah. And the problem is now at this point, they've said like, a, a lot of things happen. Mm. But one of the things is that they've, they've shown the medical records. Yeah. Right. From both doctors. And they've had both of their original doctors, the ones that diagnosed her in the first place. This is what blows my mind. That's they, what it, kills this me. Is the, this is the thing. Like, it, I would get I would get it more if they didn't have this expert opinion from other doctors exactly. sent to the hospital or have that documentation to say, hey, guys, like, yes. I know you guys think this is Munchausen by proxy or whatever. But here is yeah. the actual treatment schedule. Here's the two very educated uh, doctors that specialize in this fucking field. And this is what they've said about Maya. Yeah. And yet the, the hospital's like, well, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, because the thing is, I can understand that doctors can have different, different opini- opinions. opinions. Yeah. But that's a different story to Munchausen by proxy. Exactly. Because you can say, like, okay, well, let's say Sally, this fucking Sally woman, mm. who seem, who looks evil, by the way. She does. Okay, I don't want to... <laughs> anyway. Um, so you can say that, okay, she doesn't think it's CRPS or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then someone else thinks it's CRPS and you could have a discussion whether or not you think it's CRPS, like yeah. whatever. But if someone, if a parent um, has Munchausen by proxy, I would imagine that they wouldn't have a diagnosis. No, they you wouldn't. know what I mean? Because usually when somebody has Munchausen by proxy, they are like full on faking something mm-hmm. and there's no evidence that it was faked. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's the thing too, is like it was, it just reinforced. Yeah. Maybe the hospital, John Hopkins didn't think that she had the C- CR- CRPS. CRPS. Think, yeah. yeah. But you know, you have this expert opinion otherwise, and actually it just validates, okay, this is why this mother was so pushing exactly. on the, on the ketamine is she this this was working for her daughter and these other doctors had recommended it so she even went through the whole like ketamine um coma process like that's all been documented and treated but i think that was also another reason why they were like oh this is like 
irresponsible. Yeah. This isn't. A but it was on recommendation from those exactly. doctors. So That's it's like, what's fucked again, up. Again, you can say that, that you don't trust the recommendations or you don't believe in those recommendations, yeah. but then you have to take that up with that doctor. Exactly. That's different than child abuse. Exactly. So very it's different very things. different. And then so to just take away the child immediately like yeah. that, you know, it just seems, you know, without any evidence really? Yeah, that's that's the part that got me is mm-hmm. there was no evidence to sustain their claims. Well, they're they're saying that there was, but like someone being <clears throat> rude and belligerent is not really that Especially you know. when they when she thinks that they're they're treating her daughter poorly and actually in those 3 months that she was detained or not detained but under state custody, mm-hmm. um she her her condition deteriorated because they refused the hospital refused to treat her for CRPS. Yes. And so at this point, the doctors that they were originally treating her were writing them letters being like, hey, this is yep. the diagnosis. Yep. And then they were just ignored. They weren't put in the report. This is what's Sally, fucked up. That the doctor, Sally Field or whatever. Yeah. Because um, they went to court, right? Because they mm. were like, um, I think the, the family hired a lawyer. They were like, we need to go to court yep. to get our daughter back. Yeah. And then so they went to court. But then the person that is doing the report, who's supposed to be impartial, essentially. Like an unbiased right? opinion. Yeah, because yeah. like she's doing the assessment she's not trying to she's not the prosecutor she yeah. is doing an investigation so she should put in all the information that is of needed. course but she already decided yes it, this is the problem she decided that the mom has munchausen by proxy yeah this is it she doesn't have crps that's you, the end of the story you know what i think it is i think that this woman is and I, i'm not i'm not defending it at all but i think what she what happened is she's very proud like she's like Ooh. i'm the expert mm-hmm, on this mm-hmm. blah 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 and if anything comes up to refute that mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like this guys yes. where it's like you you like even if you like recommend something at work and then they're like oh shit that's the wrong thing you don't you feel kind of bad that you recommended it so you kind of don't want to be like yeah. seen in that light and i think that's probably what she did is she yeah. right away was like munchausen by proxy and then even though she got all this documentation to say hey the parents were simply following guidelines mm-hmm. from other doctors they weren't you know trying to harm their child and then for her to she like doubled down and was like nope it's munchausen by proxy i've already recommended this i've i've done this i don't give a fuck what these other doctors are saying yeah which is so fucked up yeah uh, so then, and also it's important to note that the, um, the Florida's child welfare system is privatized, which is so fucked up. So weird. I'm sorry. Like this is what some things should never be privatized. Yeah. For, for, for Florida's child welfare system is privatized and, um, Basically, the lawyer, her name is Deborah Salisbury, finds out that Dr. Smith works for the Suncoast Center, Mm -hmm. which provides services to Pinellas County, where Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital is located. So essentially, like she works. It's like a conflict of interest, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. She gets more money or like, again, like we maybe we're being a little bit cynical, but, you know, sometimes you just got to follow the money. Okay. Yeah. Um, Money talks. And it says, so the the lawyer also finds out that children in Pinellas County are almost two and a half times as likely to be removed from their families when compared to the state average in Florida, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically there's something going on with this Suncoast Center providing services to Johns Hopkins. And somehow they're just two and a half times more likely to be taken away. Mm -hmm. I just think with this case, there's just so much evidence like and obviously we can talk about it more mm-hmm. too it's like there's just so much evidence like why as a and i get it like you know i'm sure she has an insane workload and all this other stuff but if you have a situation with a parent and then you have other doctors writing on behalf of those parents mm-hmm. to say hey this was our diagnosis this is what we were doing this was the treatment recommended this is what we followed and it was what the mom was saying at the hospital yeah that should like negate your claim and at that point as an unbiased person you should say actually I understand she was a little bit belligerent with some of the staff here at the hospital, which we don't tolerate. Mm-hmm. However, she was following recommendations from other doctors. Mm-hmm. And in that case, this child isn't at risk. And it's just more of a, a, a case is maybe our doctors don't agree with that treatment, but it they were just following what another doctor was saying. Mm-hmm. So then Maya is confined to the hospital without mm-hmm. the parents. Beata is not able to speak with Maya over the phone. Um, I think she was only sometimes allowed to speak when there's like a social worker, the social there. worker yeah. there. And a judge issues a no contact order between mm-hmm. Beata and Maya, blah, blah, blah. All this random shit Crazy happens. Crazy shit happens. Um, and then... Oh, let's see. So, and then, ja- so the dad is sometimes allowed to visit, but obviously yeah. he's stressed out because she's not getting the ketamine treatments that he needs, uh, that she needs. Yeah. And then Dr. Kirkpatrick. So the first doctor that diagnosed her yeah. informs the family 
that Maya's prolonged severe pain could cause her death. Okay. Mm. So then obviously the parents are probably freaking, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So then finally, Beata is allowed to speak to Maya again under the strict supervision of the social worker. Mm. All of this stuff happens. Oh, and then they found out that the social worker had been previously arrested for child abuse. Yeah. Can you imagine? This is crazy. You can't see your child because you are allegedly abusing your child. Yeah. And yet the person that is somehow in charge of your child has been arrested for child abuse. That's (laughs) fun. so crazy. That's great. I love that. This story is just insane. That's also insane to me that somebody that's a social worker, so like directly works with children, has somehow been arrested for child abuse, and yet you can somehow still work with children? Like that should be a no, like... After that, you need to get a new job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, or you do a different type of social work. Exactly. At that point. Like, you cannot do that. Okay? I'm sorry, but that is way too, that's <laughs> way too, what do you call it? Dangerous. Exactly. There's plenty of other jobs. Go find another exactly. one. Exactly. So then, um, you know, there's all these phone calls. It's heartbreaking. The mom, you know, the, the, the Maya's like distressed and yeah. she just well, wants the daughter, to Well, the daughter just wants to go home and is like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then apparently while... Maya was in the hospital. All the doctors and stuff, our nurses were like talking shit about her mom as well, being like, she's crazy. Like, don't listen to her. Yeah. She's like a super aggressive and blah, 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 blah. They'd all basically made their mind up about this mom. Yeah. Because obviously I think that obviously like her mom must have been very belligerent in the hospital. Again, I don't know fully, not belligerent, but like very aggressive about her yes. treatment because it's a matter of life or death for her daughter. So she was probably like very like, this is what needs to happen. Listen yeah. to me, listen to me. And obviously rubbed all the hospital staff the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so Beata is now under pending investigation by the, like she's under like some sort of criminal investigation at this point. Mm. And then a detective interviewing Jack. So the dad asks if he would be compliant if Maya was released under the condition that she would have no contact with Beata and Jack says yes so I think they basically at this point they just wanted Maya out okay and apparently like I don't know Jack felt like he had no choice but to say of course that. You, well this is the thing they also say in these circumstances that you should just say like agree with whatever exactly just to get your child out right like it's so messed up you guys have to so watch fucked. it like it, I was getting so angry it's frustrating oh but the, the real heartbreaking one was the parents basically they're continuing this court battle right yes and I, I think I can't remember exactly what Beata it said it says here so the family goes through several court hearings yeah. that repeatedly result in the judge siding with the hospital and Dr. Smith during one hearing Beata requests one hug oh, sorry is this what you're gonna yeah, say yeah that's okay. what I was gonna say yeah during one hearing Beata requests one hug with her daughter but this is denied I will never understand this yeah this makes no sense okay again you don't you don't have to put them in, in a private room mm. they just want a hug yeah like Come on now. Okay. Come on now. I know it's crazy. Come on. Like have a heart. It's not proven. Like it's not actually proven that she's like abusing. She's still under investigation. Exactly. That's what's the crazy thing. It's like, let her have the hug. Maya clearly wants to hug her mom. It's not like Maya's like, oh my God, no, I hate my mom. And you can even hear them on the phone recording. She's like, I love you, honey. Like all this like stuff. And I'm just like, and like, oh, it's so devastating. Yeah. So then the hug is denied. And then obviously, and then. Uh, Beata is, you know, reaching, she reaches the breaking point. Yeah, she reaches the breaking point. And then on January 8th, 2017, after 87 days without her daughter, yep. Beata hangs herself Fuck. in the garage. Yeah. Which is so sad. I can't, like, did you know it was going to happen? I had a feeling. I had a well, feeling. at the very beginning of this documentary, I had a feeling one of two things was going to happen. Yeah. Because, you know, they, even when they started showing the daughter, it was always like deposition and pre-recordings of her. So I'm like, either the daughter's dead Right. I thought maybe the daughter died in the hospital care or the I thought something was going to happen to the mother. She was going to die. Oh, but but didn't they interview Maya like as a grown girl? After. So Oh, if, really? If you, not in the very beginning. Not in the very beginning. Oh, in the beginning it was all okay. it was all like older footage of her or there was like this this court deposition where they were recording her like as for this like particular mm. court case or whatever. And I was like something's weird here. Like why aren't they showing like you know when the dad he I would be she like she was shown in the beginning. Mm-mm. You know <laughs> you know when the dad when he shows like up front, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. and it, they're like interviewing him for this show. Yeah. I was like I didn't see the uh, mom, the mom, mm-hmm. Beata being interviewed for the show. So I'm like, something's fucked up there. Mm-hmm. And I also, at the beginning, didn't see the daughter. So I was like, something happened with the two of them. Anyway, so and they also had a son that was younger than uh, Maya yeah. as well. Yeah, which I also felt so bad for. Oh, oh god, my god! The, the, and then the son the whole thing was is there. Up. So basically, when they found oh god, when Rose. they found Beata, they they like played the 911 recording, which I was like bawling my eyes out. Oh my out. god, it's so. This hard. is when I was just like fucking dying, bawling yeah. my eyes out. And the poor son that was like. Like a little baby at the time. I he was know, like, like, I don't know, eight, yeah. maybe seven. 
and he was there and oh like he God. like saw it can you imagine no and his, his dad's like get out of yeah, here yeah his get dad's like here. no no no, you can't come in you can't come in oh and he's God. like crying he's like mommy and i'm just like oh my god i can't yeah. so basically yeah so beata like is at the point where she's like mm. you know everything's been taken away yeah and i think a part of her like this is what people are speculating which i think there might be some truth to this they probably, she probably thought if I'm gone, they're going to let her out, which is what happened, which is exactly what happened. So after she committed, you know, she unalived herself. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, yeah, the, what happened right after. So I think like literally a few days later, within the co- like couple of days, I think they right? came out with, and also during this time yeah. they got like a psych. Was this, was this when the psych evaluation came out that she didn't have Munchausen by proxy or was that way before? I think I can't remember when that happened. There was something like that where basically they were like, no, she doesn't have Munchausen by proxy. Anyways, they finally let Maya out Mm -hmm. or like out of state custody or whatever, Mm -hmm. which was just right after the death of, it's fucking Beata. crazy. And then, of course, the dad oh. was like, because he, he, he like he was like, oh, my God. And then she got out and they had to go to her funeral. I was like, oh, my oh. God. It was so fucking so sad. So sad. I honestly, guys, like you need to be prepared with the tissues. It is oh, yeah. so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, that happened. And then um, they found like a like kind of like a suicide note. Yeah. I don't know if they actually well, sent no, she, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she had sent one to the hospital. Like she sent an email to the hospital or no, I don't remember if it was the hospital or to I, the I judge. She, I don't know if it was like in the drafts or no, she the actually drafts, sent it. The drafts was her um, suicide note. Right. So that was in the drafts and it was like to the whole family. I was like, oh my God, I can't even, I can't talk about it. Yeah. It's and so then sad. the other one was either to the, I think it was to the judge to be like, Basically, she like you ruined my life. Yeah, she's like you are like heartless. I can't believe you didn't let me go hug my daughter. All yeah, this she, shit. I'm like, sorry. Like it was and crazy. A lot of people were saying like that was the breaking point. Yeah. Which obviously it's not just the hug, but it's everything leading up to it. And then yeah. she can't even hug her daughter, and it's like, oh my god, like wh- am I ever gonna win this situation? Exactly. So yeah. So then afterwards, obviously, like you know, even though Maya's released, it's mm-hmm. like you know. The family's fucking the destroyed. The family's destroyed. The family is full on fucking destroyed. Yeah. The mom's gone. It's crazy. So then basically they were, okay, they were like, okay, we're, we're going to have to sue. They are going to sue the hospital. We're going to sue the hospital. Yeah. And the one reason why they said they could sue the hospital was because. There's a very key thing that their mom, right. their mom did it. Well, there's two things. Well, there's a couple things. So one thing was, what was the first thing? So the first thing, so the, I can't remember what it's called, but essentially when you're going through this process, the hospital or I can't remember if it's a hospital or a judge or the courts, or the courts they provide you with this document called like a I can't remember what it's code, called code something. Basically they say, if you do X, Y, and Z and essentially kind of like say you're guilty, yeah. even though you're not guilty, do everything and that do you do these things like go to counseling, yes. um, you know, like do this X, Y, Z, we'll release your child. We will release your child as long as you kind of like abide by yeah. the fact that basically kind of admit that you were doing the yes. thing that they were accusing you of doing and kind of agree with the courts. Yeah. But then when you do that, you basically um, give no, there's no chance of you to sue them. Yeah. You release, you release the hospital from all, um, or all responsibility. Yes. You basically have waived the hospitals. Yes. You've waived your right to be able to sue the hospital because you've agreed with them and they are no longer liable for any, anything. Right. So a lot of people have done this, but Maya's mom refused to sign this document. She said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. So that was number one of why they were able to sue the hospital. Cause if she, if she had signed that, they would have no recourse. Yeah. Well, they probably would have some recourse in the court of law, but like, I don't know. It would be a lot harder. Yeah. They made it seem like it was not going to happen. And then on top of that, another thing that Maya's mom did really, really good is the fact that she literally documented the shit out of everything. All right. of, so she would like get on calls and it's almost as if she knew that where this was going. Cause she was like, can I record? She would always She's ask permission to record. Calls. Yeah. She noted everything. So they had like literally this plethora of, of stuff to go to the, to, to sue the hospital with. Um, and the thing the the thing that kicks me the most is when their lawyer was like talking and this is as they're building up the getting all the cases together. They're getting the case, yeah. And their lawyer goes <laughs> he goes, "Um so we've we've got some documents from the hospital and they were billing the insurance company for the 3 months that Maya was there for treatment for none other than C 
RPS. RPS. When they had denied that she had it in the first yeah. place. And yeah. that right there, I was like, what the I actual know. fuck so are like, you we, doing? We basically have the case. Like, we're going to win it. Yeah. But then, but this, then they kept delaying it yeah. and delaying it and delaying it this for years. This is the thing years. that's a bit fucked up with our, our They should our not system. be letting you do that. No. Like, the thing is, is like, they literally... So this happened, I think it was, what, 2017? And yeah. literally... They went to court like that year. They were like started the process, I think. And they've been waiting. And in the documentary, they were, it was like their fourth year of waiting. And yeah. they, they all go to the court to see what the judge's decision is because it sounds like they're going to get pushed once again yeah. down the docket or whatever. And then again, it was like another year that they were going to then yeah. have the hearing. And I was Which like... Which is so sad. for It's so unfair to the family. Well, because the family's like, when is this going to be over? Like, we yeah. just want this chapter closed. We just want to move on. Exactly. We want to move on with our so lives. Like extra five years, essentially. Yes, of, took five years. Like extra just constantly waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. not being able to move on yeah. they finally went to court finally <clears throat> and then we just found out like yeah a literally days guys ago, it, it was crazy because i watched this documentary yeah. when rose uh, rose yeah. texted me on the weekend and then i looked and it was like i think it was yeah. like within a couple of days recently yeah. that the family just yeah. won um the verdict i think that's why i started watching it because i yeah. saw something about oh like the, this documentary f- wins the verdict and I was like oh I need to watch it now right right because it just came out that they won and they yeah. won like 200 something million dollars so they of won damages. so they won um 211 million plus another 50 million in punitive damages what's punitive damages uh, punitive damages from my understanding guys it's like basically it's like an extra penalty to that okay to that it's like For it's the like pain and suffering exactly oh, it's I like see. it's like you're okay you're entitled to x amount but actually we think that this company or this organization mm. did so much fucked up shit that yeah. we need to penalize them even more right. it's like an extra like extra damages right so they got 200 the family got 261 million which is a lot of money but at the same time like think about all the fucked up shit they went through oh my god their lives have been their lives it's, will no, never exactly. be the same the thing. i always say no matter how much money it's never going to bring back the mom. Exactly. The mom's gone. The daughter, all the development in those five years, how fucked up that's like, she still, they were like, they were questioning her and the doing a deposition. And in the deposition, they were asking her, they're like, well, one of the guy that was interviewing, he's like, why are you scared to go to hospitals? And she's like, are you fuck? And she like lost it. Are you fucking kidding me? I was held there for three months. Like I don't trust. And now she has this huge fear, which I would too. Yeah. Of even going to a hospital for treatment. Yeah. You know, she was like, I, I love that part where she was yeah. like, I, I can't believe you're even asking me this yeah. question. Like, are you fucking the stupid? The last time I went to a hospital, you detained me for three months Yeah. without me wanting to stay there. Yeah. So it's like, it's so messed up. So now I'll talk about some of the... Yeah, let's hear the controversies. Controversies. Okay. So some people... Like, so I've been, you know, like I always do after I watch, you know, a movie or documentary that I really Anything. like, I start Googling <laughs> the shit out of it. Yeah. I want to see different opinions. So then most people, I think the consensus is, well, and obviously they won this court case, right? Yeah. Like I didn't sit through the entire court, but obviously this was a decision made by the jury based yeah. on all the evidence suggested and provided and yeah. provided. So I think that, you know, obviously they won in the court of law. That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, the fact, I know because a lot of people win in the court of law that probably shouldn't, totally. but like anyway, but yeah. technically they won in the court of law. Yeah. And I think most people, it, they've won in the court of public opinion for the yes. most part. Yeah. But there are some people that have said, like I saw this one video where they were like, no, these are classic signs of Munchausen by, syn- uh, by proxy syndrome. And they started listing these things. So mm. a few things that, uh, the thing is, I still don't think it's enough mm. to say, yes, she had Munchausen by proxy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yes, some of her behaviors, like Beata's behaviors were a little bit fishy. Yeah. And definitely not normal necessarily. But that doesn't, mean that you have Munchausen by proxy. Mm-hmm. So for example, one of the things that she did was um, when the, uh, and it, again, I don't even know where this came from. I only saw it on Reddit. So I don't even know if it's like actual, you know, real yeah, yeah, evidence. Yeah. yeah. But basically when um, Maya was doing her coma, the, mm. the ketamine coma, yeah. um, I guess Beata started writing herself emails and it was kind of like blog posts. I don't know if it was published, yeah. but basically it was like in the voice of Maya, but it was like, she was right. Like Beata uh, was writing it, but yeah, it'd be yeah. like, mommy is here next to me and it's my first day of the coma. And it was strange. Like I didn't yeah. read through it all. So don't get me wrong. It was very weird. Yeah. And some people say that's a classic sign of Munchausen. But again, that's not proof proof exactly in, in my opinion I, th- I think ultimately for me like the biggest defining factor mm. when i think of like munchausen by, po- by proxy and i could be wrong thinking this but like the mom 
from from what I saw in that documentary, and again, that could be obviously the documentary has a certain mm-hmm, point of view, mm-hmm. but she was following recommendations yes. by specialists. Yes. That's the biggest thing. Like if it was Munchausen by proxy, then maybe she's going off on her fucking wild time and being like, oh, my daughter has XYZ. No, she went to specialists who confirmed through testing and everything else right. that she had this diagnosis. They just didn't, they didn't just take the mom's word for it. They didn't just walk in and she said, oh, my daughter has this yeah. subscriber ketamine. And they're like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Here's the ketamine. You know, it's well, like, Here's the other kind of controversial aspect based on that. Again, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but they said because this is like a pain syndrome, right? So mm. pain is subjective, right? It is, yeah. So and we as someone that doesn't experience chronic pain, we can't we somebody can describe to you the pain. Yeah. But it's very hard to diagnose as like a separate person. True. So I think this is why this is the gray area, which is why this is like very controversial. Mm. So CRPS is, you know, it's a pain syndrome. Right. Te- like, you know, yes, there are other other kind of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But so they, so some people are saying that, you know, like she she may be making it up. Some people mm. were saying she seemed to have worse symptoms when her mom was around. Although I don't also think that that's evidence yeah. of. Because remember that you go in waves with this particular. You go in waves. And also yeah. sometimes when your loved one is there, you might, you know, show it more. Right. Yeah. You might hide it more when you're not with your when loved one. When you're in one. public. Yeah. Exactly. But if your mom's there, it's like you kind of feel more released. Exactly. Like, how do, like you feel more kind of comfortable like to yourself. show your pain. Yeah. So I think that's not necessarily the, the but that's what people are saying. So some yeah. people are saying because it's like a pain syndrome mm-hmm. and she was going, apparently because she was like shopping around for all these doctors and that's like another sign. Like she just kept going. That's what a parent would do. I know. Like if, if my child guys, if my child had some crazy illness that none of the traditional doctors could identify what mm-hmm. it was, what would any parent do? I know. They would look for specialists. They would yeah. try to find out, get to the bottom of it and find out what the fuck is going on with their kid. Yeah. Like it, 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 oh, it just, it frustrates me. And I think one of the biggest things for me though, through that whole documentary was the fact that for the, the hospital was adamant that yeah. she didn't have C- CRPS, that she had this Munchausen by proxy. This wasn't a real thing. And yet for those three months, they were fucking billing the insurance company yeah. for treatment for CRPS. I'm sorry, but that to me is like, I mean, obviously it was case closed yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, what are you doing? You're the one that said that she didn't have this. That's all being made up. Why were you billing them for? Yeah. What were you billing them for? Exactly. That is what's yeah. fucked up. So it, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, they were there for the three months and they weren't able to prove that, you know, that it, that she wasn't sick. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And it's like, I get that Munchausen by proxy is a thing. Oh, for and sure. Sometimes and there's some, legitimate circumstances. Yes. And sometimes those symptoms may appear to show up or, you know, mm. whatever. But I don't know. Like, I, and I just feel like I think when people have chronic pain or when, when people have chronic pain it's hard for other people to understand yeah. what that is like and what you Especially would do you in that situation exactly yeah. like i've never had chronic pain mm. but imagine like i can't imagine having a child that is in pain all the time like that would break me i would do yeah. everything like and that's what the mom was doing exactly and imagine if you finally brought her to this mm. doctor you finally think you found a treatment yeah and it's finally doing something mm-hmm God, I, I would fucking, yes, I would do exactly what, you know, I would do whatever, yeah. you know? Um, so anyways. it's crazy to me. It's crazy to yes. me. I just like, it, I know. it bothers me. And I think what also bothers me again is that there were specialists that also contacted the hospital that contacted yeah. the parents, yeah. you and know, they said, yeah, they're like, this is, this. this is what she has. Like, this is what we treated her. This is the treatment schedule we had. Like, it wasn't like the mom was creating these high doses of ketamine herself. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, she had the prescriptions from the doctors and I get it. You know, like we can go and talk about how, you know, the opioid crisis where doctors were over prescribing pain medication and all this other stuff. But like, again, like as a parent, you would follow, like you follow your doctor's recommendations. Right. So like if you have a doctor and your treatment's working, like you would go with that fucking plan. It just, it just bothers me because you have situations like this. And again, I don't want to discredit that there's Munchausen by proxy exists. And there are parents that do fucked up things to their kids. Um, I think, you know, in certain circumstances and there is gray area and it's hard to establish and everything. But in a case like this, I just feel like there's so many things that point to the fact that there isn't Munchausen by proxy. There's more of those that outweigh the, the, you know, Oh, she wrote a little journal on her daughter's behalf, you know, like that kind of shit. Like, and it bothers me because then on the flip side, you have other cases where there's real evidence of child abuse. Like, and like, and it's ignored so heavily ignored, so heavily just, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Like, so if you guys haven't seen another documentary, which is 
Which Daniel talks about all the time. I do. And it's like super dark. Which is a very dark one. Oh God. It's also a tearjerker guys. And it's oh, a lot. God. But again, it, it kind of, it was a landmark case in a sense that it was one of the first cases where they actually brought it to the social workers that were involved. Um, and they brought it to the, you know, um, to the forefront. I don't know if it, there's been much change, but essentially what happened is there was a young child who, you know, constantly going to the hospital for all sorts of random shit, like broken bones. What, what's the documentary called, Daniel? Um, the, tr- <laughs> the, oh, sh- it, it based the trials of trials Gabriel. Of Fer- is it Fernandez or Hernandez? Can we, can we, <laughs> we, I, it, I should know. Like I, the number of times you talk about I it, know. you really should know the title of this. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, hold on. I think it's Hernandez, but. Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. The trials yeah. of Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. Oh. I know it's so sad. And like, that situation you literally had individuals in this this boy's life like his teacher for example who were calling into social services to be like something is wrong yeah. here something is really wrong he's here. showing up with bruises there's he's showing up with all this or whatever exactly there's weird stuff his mood is changing mm-hmm. like this needs to be investigated and like so the social work team and i get it like social workers I think an issue too is that they just are overworked or they have too many cases that they're managing. And so things do slip through the cracks. So it's kind of hard, but at the same time, like your a child life is in your hands. Like you guys, like you need to take that seriously. And I feel like in that situation, you know, when there should have been intervention, there should have been Mm -hmm. the state removing the child from that situation. There wasn't. So it seems like when it's like a public service, which when it's like a social service and it's a public service, yeah, they, you know, are more relaxed, just like slip through the cracks and you just like yeah. forget to, you know, investigate mm. these things. But when it's a private service, oh God, apparently everyone's a child abuser. But I wonder, and I also wonder too, with that situation is how much money that private service gets for kids that are removed. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're like, well, obviously because, well, I don't exactly know how it works, mm. but it seems that the main reason is because the hospital gets to bill the insurance companies. Right. For like, extended right. Which is like thousands of dollars. Cause you're keeping, if you're keeping the child so in hospital, hospital custody. Yeah. Cause the thing is at the end of the day, the hospital could have just released the child and been like, okay, why don't you go to this, the doctor that you went to before? Right. Cause then they wouldn't be like responsible for this child's like, I really, truly don't think that they were really acting in by Maya's best interest, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, if you had a true concern that like she was in major danger, then I would understand. But I, there wasn't enough evidence to suggest that exactly. she was in major danger. Yeah. So if I was a hospital, I'd be like, hey, well, okay, well, we'll release you, but we don't have any, mm-hmm. we don't agree with this assessment. But since we have this other doctor, then you can go to the other doctor. Exactly. But we do not, you know, like maybe we sign don't sign off. Form, yeah, we don't agree. Whatever. Yeah. Then the hospital wouldn't have been liable in the first place. Exactly. But anyways, I think that's how they make money because they bill insurance companies for the stay in the hospital. So I wonder if, because it's a private hospital, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the U.S. Everything's yeah. a private hospital. So I wonder if then in this in this case where the you know the 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 family is entitled to the two hundred sixty one million, I wonder if that's coming out of the hospital's budget. Oh be. yeah, they, they'll they be the sued ones the ho- paying They sued for the it. hospital. Yeah, well, I don't know if they sued. Did they just sue the hospital? But they did they also sue this like consultant company that like maybe works. F- so it could be. Oh both. no, this is what I heard. So I think this is right. I'm not positive, mm. but I heard that they they um they already got uh what do you call it. Uh, like a plea, yeah, they all they made some kind of plea agreement, some damages okay. from the the Sally persons. Right. I think so. Right, right, right. So, so she did testify at the at the uh, what do you call it Hearing? at the trial. Yeah. But apparently, she's already like they've already paid off some kind of damages or took a plea or something. Yeah. So they weren't the ones being sued in this in right. this situation. Okay. So this was against Johns Hopkins Hospital, Hospital, right, right. which is quite interesting. I, I could be wrong, guys. I don't know. Well, if and the fact that they won. I know they well. won against the fucking big machine. I know. Which so, is hard to do, which is another reason why I'm like more inclined to believe it because it's very hard to win against huge a gigantic corporation. Yeah. So anyway, so Gabriel Fernandez, mm-hmm. he was being so badly abused yeah. by his mom and his like stepdad or yeah, something. Yeah, his mom's, his mom's I boyfriend. Don't know, I will never understand how anyone could do that to anyone, first yeah. of all, but to your own child. No, I, I think that like there was, oh. there was some shit that went down. Like those, that, that family was not stable. Yeah. Like there was some really, really bad, it was a bad situation all around. Like it was crazy. It though. was the so shit that bad. they did. Like they would like, they, they found in his body, like kitty litter in his stomach. Like they were oh. forcing him to like eat kitty just litter like, and shit. Like just like sadistic shit. Like yeah. why would you do that to your child? Like why would you do that to any child? Exactly. Anyway. So eventually the, yeah, people kept trying to intervene, trying to intervene, trying yeah. to be like social workers, please like do yeah. something. 
because um, like what are you supposed to do in that situation except for call the people that are supposed well, and, to Well, and that's them. what you're supposed to do. And even the teacher in the documentary was like, I did, I followed the stuff yeah. I was supposed to do. Like when you have children in your class like this, it's your responsibility actually as a teacher, you are obligated yeah. to make those calls. And she did that step. She made that call. I, and I they, wish she did a little more though. I know. Did you and feel then, like that when you were I, watching I did it? feel like a little yeah. bit. I'm like, oh, like. A part of me was like, I feel like she could have done a, I know that like mm. obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course. But I'm like, oh, like if you would just like, I don't know, call the police or something. Yeah, but the, and then the issue is the yeah. social worker did go to their house and they did like a checkup, if right. you remember. They like checked in on the family and the mom, like, and this is what's crazy to me. So like <sighs> in, 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 in this circumstance with Maya and her mom, they don't take the mom's word whatsoever. They're like, she's crazy. It's even Munchausen. Though he has, like, even documents. though she has documentation. Yeah. And they're like, nope, she's crazy. Munchausen <laughs> yeah. by proxy, blah, blah, blah. And then with the, the trial of Gabriel Fernandez, it's like, their mom like was talking to the social worker uh, and goes, Oh, you know, he fell off a bike or he did this, oh this God. and this. And then they just took her word for it. This like, yep. Perfect. Okay, cool. Shit Sign off. Fucking pisses me off. I hear about this all the time mm. when social workers, again, they, or people that work in child protective services, they get called in yep. to an abuse case. And then they like, talk to the parents yeah. that are the abusers or potential abusers. Exactly. What? How is that even like... And then take their word for it. Or sometimes they'll like ask the child in front of the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, of course the child is not going to tell the truth when you're asking in front of their potential abuser. Exactly. Like, how is... Like, I don't even work in child protective services. I just have common fucking sense. Exactly. This is the thing. Like, that's what I was also thinking as I was watching this. I'm like, so basically we have cases like Gabriel Fernandez who are yeah. fully ignored by the system. Yeah. And then we have cases like this where children are detained and they aren't even abused. Exactly. Most likely. And it's like, what? Like, what? How is this possible? I know. How? Like, I don't understand. I think the hard part is, again, the, I think these are two extreme cases, obviously. The yeah, hard, but there were other cases. Oh, no, there were. Right? Like, in, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the Maya case, like, there was so... There was actually so many people that came forward and like the same thing happened to me. The same thing happened to me. Yeah. Like all these people. Um, yeah. So basically a journalist found out about this story mm. after like, you know, obviously because Beata, like, you know, she offed herself. And so that made the news. Right. So yeah. then a journalist found out and then she did like a full kind of deep dive into the story. Yeah. Published it. And then after she published it, she had got so many different emails of people being like, I'm, I also went through something similar, especially right. with this exact hospital. Yeah. So we have, so they're at the end, they interviewed a bunch of different people that had gone through something very, very similar. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, some people said they were in jail still for like 20 something years. Yeah. It's like, what the actual fuck is going on? Especially, I think that the issue with this whole situation, and it was brought up in the documentary, is how there's a, there is a quite a bit of gray area in these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And yet... They, it's almost as if like the the judge and like the the situation or what, what when it was going on, they just took the full uh, advice or the full recommendation mm -hmm. of one particular person or like very the Sally lady, the Sally. Like yeah. she she had too high a level of authority in this situation yeah. where it's like maybe you should have like and 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 if there's so much gray area, maybe you need a few people to analyze. Exactly. This. Like maybe if there's that much gray area in the situation, you can't just rely on one person. You maybe you need a few other experts exactly to weigh in before you make a decision or recommendation. Oh, I just don't. I don't understand. It's like, do you get joy out of ripping families apart? Like, this is a very serious situation. I think deep down, like not deep down, but I think they might think that they're doing what's in the best interest for the children. Like they think that maybe, you know, they encounter this mom. She seems really heated and everything. And they're like, oh, recommending all these drugs. Like we need to, we need to separate right. these two, right? So in their mind. I would like to believe this. Yeah. They're true. probably, they're probably justifying it to say, okay, well, one, it's paying the bills because I got to keep them in the hospital <laughs> for longer. But two, I think deep down they think that they're actually protecting these children. They, I mean, I would like to, I would hope that that is at least what they're thinking because yeah. otherwise it's much more sinister. God you know, damn. I don't want them. I don't want to think that they would want to actually cause harm, cause harm. Mm. But it's like, I don't, but then why are you not even letting them hug the child? I know. It's, that's another crazy thing. That seems weird. It's that seems just weird. weird. It's but, like, do you not see the child like, wanting to see the mom and exactly. I get it you could be abused and still you know whatever you know love your be parents. attached to the yeah, abuser or whatever yeah. but it's like uh, I don't know the whole thing just like was so sad and it was like oh my god why I was I like know. no after like the whole hug thing I was like oh god I feel like something bad's gonna happen and it did 
It was so sad. I think one of the hardest parts for me or one mm. part that really made me ball is at the end when the, the daughter, she reads the letter to her mom. Oh, God. And I was just like, oh, like... And and it was just like, and even after you could just see like the family, oh, they were so broken at towards the end too, when they went to court at the very end. And it was in 2022 when this documentary, like obviously finished filming and they went to court and then the court even wouldn't even hear them speak. The, the judge was just like, this is a very unusual request. No, we're not. We're pushing this on the docket. Like even though the family had come to the court to speak and they right. were just like, they're not even oh, listening yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the lawyer, cause basically it was like one of those situations where I can't exactly know what it is, yeah. but it was basically like, are we going to go forward with the trial? I think yeah. that's what the, so yeah. they came to court to see if like, okay, are we finally going to do the trial? Yes. And then the judge, and basically the judge was like, this is too much, blah, blah, blah. We can't do the trial. We're, we're going to, you know, we're going to delay it, whatever. I've moved 2000 other cases to like, exactly. m- hear this one today and i'm just like what the fuck anyways whatever and then the lawyer of the family was like well can the family say something Mm. and then the judge is just like no that's weird that's a weird request that's a very strange request can they can the family address the court no like what (laughs) the actual fuck i don't understand when the family left and went back to the house the son had a breakdown in the room and the daughter like stormed off i know i cried too because okay so let's talk about the son for a second so so the son the little brother of Mm -hmm. my um his name's kyle Mm mm-hmm and I felt bad for him because like I can't because obviously when the mom is alive, right? And the yeah. parent, you know, when you have a sick, you know, child, a lot of your attention goes to naturally, that sick child yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And so so much of everything, you're pouring everything into your child. And I feel like, you know, we do also have to understand that like the other child that has to that has the sick sibling is kind of God, I can't imagine the psychological issues oh, that God. he has. You know, like I've seen a lot of movies about this. Even like, what is it? My Sister's, My sister's Keeper. keeper. Oh. There's also a Korean movie where this like guy has um, autism, like severe autism. Mm. And then his brother is just constantly like feeling like he's ignored. And yeah. like n- and his mom never looks at him. Like, so I can... I, I, I was like, oh my God, I actually feel so bad for him. Did you watch um, another example of another one? Did you ever watch The Sinner with Jessica Biel, the very first season? I think I tried to watch it. But, oh, wait, did I watch it? Did I finish it? No, it's pretty good. It's a good one. I think if you started watching it, you'd watch it. Um, I did start watching it. I yeah. definitely watched but it her, the first. Her okay. sister was also another example. Right. Really, really sick. And her mom just focused on the sister. Right. Yeah. Well, And the thing is, like, we can't really blame the parents too much. Of because course. I think it's like a natural thing. Yeah. Because they're like, you're, you're healthy. Mm-hmm. You can do your own thing. They need exactly. our help. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that, like, if you're a parent, it's probably something that you want to keep in mind you know because this is why the uh, this is why i think also like the the more and i'm not comparing sick to like difficult kids but like the more challenging mm, siblings like you know the rebel siblings they always get more attention and and then the ones that are like well behaved and like get their shit done their parents just are like okay cool like yep yep do whatever yeah enjoy yeah (laughs) you're like mom i want i need need help yeah so then kyle this poor kid and then he like saw her his mom like oh god i honestly oh i just i can't i hope that he got some major major fucking therapy after that because that is so beyond so anyways he and then just imagine just him being dragged through all of these situations and it's just like and then for it to go on for five years after until they can sue even because even after that four years the son goes up to his room and he's like a little bit older now like and then the the, the dad goes up there to calm him and he's like he's like this is fucking never ending i just want this to be done like yeah i was like oh my god i felt so bad for him yeah and when they did you watch the clip of them winning the case Uh -uh, oh you need to watch it they like so basically because they you know like in the it's very dramatic in the court they start reading out they're like and it's very long they say a lot of words before they finally say the verdict yeah so they're like in the case of blah 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 blah, the jury blah 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 blah. and then like you can see like the look on like maya's face and she's just like just so desperate she's already like crying yeah yeah so desperately wanting to hear what she wants to hear and then finally they say like basically instead of saying guilty they said like yes or something like as in they found that the hospital did this without whatever as soon as they said yes like you can hear like maya just like like wailing like crying oh. and then her brother as well that was like sitting next to her yeah is also like fucking bawling his eyes out the dad like they're just crying so hard it's like you can just tell like you could just feel the oh my god you need to watch that is clip. it on youtube it's yeah it's yeah, all okay. over youtube I'll, I'll take a look oh god it's so and there's also a clip god i don't know why i watch this shit it's mm. so there's a clip of them like in the court um and they're playing the 911 call in the court and then they're showing the fucking Kyle. They're showing Kyle's face and they're showing Maya's face. And oh obviously everyone's God. just bawling. And I'm sitting here fucking bawling oh my, my fucking eyes out. And I'm that just, was on the court case. They show that. 
Yeah, they showed it. Fuck. Well, I think that's a like a, it's a part of evidence. Probably yeah, it, it would be. It's okay, oh my Daniels. god. God damn. It'd so if a, you need a good cry. God damn, it'd be intense oh as hell, Rose. It's so fucking sad. God damn. Oh, anyway, guys. So on that positive <laughs> note, that was a deep dive. I was not expecting yeah. to do a full deep dive. Me neither. The full episode on that. Woo! But I think you know what? It deserved a full episode. It deserved it. I think yeah. it's interesting. It was like first of all, we learned a lot about CRPS. Yes. Um. Goddamn chronic pain. I can't even imagine. I know. I, I just think it's, it sounds horrible. Like to have for any of you yeah. guys that have to deal with it. Like I'm so like, sorry. Oh like God. that's a really shitty thing to constantly yeah. be going you, through. I, seriously. I can't imagine. This is why I'm like, I feel like it's so easy for people to judge if you never experienced it. Exactly. So it's like, how can you know how you would react if you've never experienced that or somebody else that you love having that. Yeah. So anyways, oh my God, go watch it, you guys. Let us know if you did watch it. If mm-hmm. you're watching it on this video on YouTube, comment below your thoughts. Yep. Do you agree with, you know, everything we said? Maybe you disagree. You disagree. Maybe, maybe that's become more controversial than we think, Rose. Maybe you think that it was Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I still think even if it was, there wasn't enough evidence to exactly. Yeah. Detain yeah. essentially. Anyways, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If mm-hmm. you haven't already, make sure you thumbs up this video and of course, follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on give mm-hmm. us a little five star rating. If you have a chance and yeah. what else, Daniel's, and obviously check out our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast for exclusive content, ad-free content, and you get everything a week earlier than everybody else. Um, and have an amazing rest of your week, guys. And check out the doc- that documentary we just oh, watched. Oh, God. And brace yourself. Brace yourself. Get a box of Kleenexes. Get a box of tissues. Okay. And really brace yourself. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.